With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Do you need to be a student here? No, you can just... No, you can... Something just stung me. Welcome to The Stinger. The Stinger is a bite-sized podcast. My name is Zachary Brown. I am a writer at The Hive. Today, I am joined by Jack Simone at the half of the Nuggets-Hornets game, where the Hornets have got it to a one-score game when once they were down by 21 points in the first half. Jack, I know that you're also following the Celtics game. How's how's life on the NBA beat, my friend? Hey, I mean, I, I'd much rather be watching Hornets basketball than Celtics basketball right now. So I'm I'm more than happy with the way the Hornets have been playing. So I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Nice, nice. The the Celtics got the national broadcast uh, this time around. I'm sure you know the Hornets and Celtics trade national broadcast. So it'll be the Hornets on TNT <laughs> next. Um, but today our subject is one LaMelo Ball and the case for Rookie of the Year. LaMelo Ball has missed some time. He's just came back in the month of May, and he's kind of in a heated competition with one player. Before we get to that subject, let's kind of talk about the rookies who have made a big splash in this season. Anthony Edwards, because of the time missed by LaMelo Ball, is number one on the rookie ladder for the NBA. Um, He has a little bit of an edge on points per game with LaMelo Ball. Jack, what other rookies have stood out to you this year? Well, like you said, really right now it's a two-man race, but overall I've been impressed by a big group of guys. First of all, before I get into those, I'm going to throw a shout-out to my personal favorite, Isaiah Stewart. I really like him in Detroit. I, you better probably thought I was going to say a uh, Celtics rookie, but I <laughs> I brought out Isaiah. But You're overall, talk about Pritchard? are we going to have a twenty minute discussion about Pritchard? Absolutely. Hey, or Neesmith. Or Neesmith. The Detroit anyway. Pistons have good rookies. They have they a do. good future. They really do. And, and the other guy, which who would have a more serious case for rookie of the year, and would probably be top three in my voting personally, is Sadiq Bay. Uh, crazy, crazy season. I don't know if you know this, but he's the he has the most five plus three pointer games as a rookie in NBA history. He passed Steph Curry in that in that mark. He's had ten of those games, so he's having a great season. Cole Anthony down in Orlando, he's playing really well. Uh, obviously, Tyrese Halliburton is the other big name in that race. Uh, Emmanuel quickly in New York. Uh, shout out to all those guys. Shout out to my favorite guy, uh, Isaiah Stewart, for the best nickname, Beef Stew. Uh, that's elite. But <laughs> like you're saying, it, it's a two-man race, realistically. Uh, Edwards versus Ball at this point. Sure. And you wouldn't know this uh, being in the wintry northeastern, but in North Carolina, there was a running back for the Carolina Panthers, Jonathan Stewart, who was nicknamed Beef mm-hmm. Stew or John okay, Stew yeah. when there, the Daily Show was happening. Um, no, but shout out to Sadiq Bay. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is the only other serious name that I would 
talk about in contention for rookie of the year. However, he's had an injury that's going to take him out for the rest of the season. He's probably going to have a little bit of an issue that LaMelo Ball has with missing time. Um, And he honestly doesn't have the stats that stack up against Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. Let's talk a little bit about the raw numbers. I don't want to like recite stats to people, um, but I think it's important when you're talking about uh, the rookie of the year race. So uh, points per game, Anthony Edwards is about 19 points. Uh, Ball's at 16. Rebounds. Ball has Anthony Edwards, who's a who's a forward, um, at six rebounds a game versus Edwards five, so they're pretty close there. Um, assists, as you might imagine, Lamelo is killing it with six and a half per game at Anthony Edwards three. Is there is there a statistic that jumps out at you with these players that would say, hey, this gives one person the edge over the other? Well, I'll start this off by saying I think I'd lean more towards Ball for the award. But the one stat that I think will sway voters is the fact that Anthony Edwards has not missed a single game this season, um, which is huge, which which is crazy in, in a season as wild as this one has been, considering all the injuries, all the COVID cases. All the reasons everything might going be on. out. Yeah. Exactly. The fact that he hasn't missed a game is going to stand out, uh, not even just for rookies, but in the general scope of the NBA. That's insanely impressive. For a rookie, and the Timberwolves actually haven't been terrible lately, despite their absolute horrendous record. I remember one point the Rockets had lost twenty in a row, and the Timberwolves were still at the bottom of the West. Like that's impressive at that point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean the the games played is probably the thing that jumps off the paper the most when talking about who deserves the award. More. Edwards has twenty one games above Lamelo Ball simply because Edward hasn't missed a game, as you said, and LaMelo Ball missed that kind of March-April um, time frame with the wrist injury. The entire time, all you heard about was how LaMelo Ball wanted to get back on the court, t- getting second opinions from doctors, trying to figure out a way how he could get back into the regular season race. I think what stands out to me the most with the statistics, if you haven't seen an actual minute of gameplay with these two players, and this may be a small statistic to to other people, but I think it can say something about your impact on the game, and it's win shares. The offensive win shares for LaMelo Ball is 1.1, and what that means is that he has contributed to winning. In the case of Anthony Edwards, it's negative. So he has not contributed to winning. Now, that is unfair. He is a rookie. It's very hard to contribute to winning on a losing team who who can't win games. Um, How much of Anthony Edwards have you seen? Have you seen a couple games? I've seen a few games. Usually they're national broadcasts, um, but I don't get a lot of Timberwolves games in North Carolina. What about you? Yeah, I've seen a couple when he's played the Hornets, when he's played the Celtics, maybe a couple intermittent ones there. I've seen him dunk all over Yuta Watanabe. I mean, that that was everywhere. That was probably the highlight of his season. But the one stark difference between the two games uh, in terms of LaMelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards, I would argue, is their ability to take over games in such vastly different ways. Like LaMelo Ball is never going to go out there, at least at this point, um, and just score baskets at will. He obviously directs the game in a way that is Chris Paul-esque, obviously not on that level, but he'll make the passes. He'll get the offense flowing. He'll make a shot if he needs to. 
versus Anthony Edwards who give him the ball. He will get you a bucket. That's how it goes. Granted, Anthony Edwards' team has not been as healthy this year in terms of Cat and uh, D'Angelo Russell, so that's probably a reason why they're not winning as many games. Um, But overall, I mean, you can't argue the fact that LaMelo Ball has had a better impact uh, winning, like you said, with the win shares thing. So I haven't watched two. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and Jack, maybe you've heard we've had some injuries on the Hornets as well. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you could give the same kind of excuse to LaMelo, although LaMelo has been part of the story of injuries. The athleticism when you watch Anthony Edwards really jumps out at you, although I would say that LaMelo Ball's athleticism when it comes to sprinting, um, when it comes to court vision, which I think is a part of athleticism as well, can impress you in in the same way. The Three-point percentage, you wouldn't think that a forward, I mean, at least a traditional forward, would be able to compete with a guard. But, I mean, it's it's 36% for LaMelo. You know, he's fallen off his um, season's high, the surprising kind of 45 47% at the beginning of the season. He's down to 36%. Anthony Edwards is at 33%, which which basically means he can keep you honest, basically means he can at least bring the defender out to the three-point line so he can blow past them with that athleticism. So there's an argument to be made. I mean, this is a Charlotte Hornets podcast, so we're going to both lean LaMelo Ball. But I think Anthony Edwards, it, it can't. we can't dismiss Anthony Edwards outright, can we? No, not at all, especially considering the you know time played. Uh, it just the overall impact of winning. Um, is the one thing that, you know, leans towards ball, but Anthony Edwards lately, especially has been super impressive. Uh, and I, lately he's shown more of why he was the number one overall pick and not LaMelo ball, not a knock on LaMelo, but Edwards has been turning it up at the right time, uh, to, to sway the voters. Now, let me ask you this with Gordon Hayward out with miles bridges out kind of our forward depth depleted. Do you have any looking back, any regret that we didn't take Anthony Edwards? Let's assume they were both available. Jack, let me let me switch it on to, on you like that. Who would mm-hmm. you pick over Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball today, assuming that you just want to win this season? So so don't give me legacy. Don't give me Lamelo Ball could be a superstar. You're trying to to win to get into the playoffs and to win in the playoffs this season. Who does Jack pick? Lamelo Ball. Because I think the difference is, like I said, LaMelo Ball can impact the game with his scoring if he needs to, but also make everybody around him better. I don't think Anthony Edwards does that yet. I think he's just give him the ball. He will score, not necessarily even very efficiently, but he'll get you a bucket. But I I think LaMelo Ball definitely impacts winning more now. And I know you said not the future, but I think he'll do so in the future as well. Wholeheartedly agree. They're a Fisher field goal percentage, too. Anthony Edwards is at like 48% and LaMelo Ball is off the charts. He's at like 54%. Yeah. Yeah. Percentage. I also think that he affects other teams in a very different way because his style of play is so unique. Even with the, with the weird off balance floaters that he can hit with this, walk up three pointer you ever just see the them uh, them in transition and lamello ball will kind of nonchalantly walk up to when i say the three point line he usually walks up to 3 feet beyond the three point line and takes that shot and with a relaxed shoulders he just has a very unique style of gameplay that i don't think 
teams are prepared for. Anthony Edwards definitely, definitely has athleticism, but I think you can find a lot of comps for Anthony Edwards in the NBA. And I'm not sure there's a bunch with LaMelo Ball. Do you, what's a good comp player for LaMelo Ball, do you think? I know you just put out Chris Paul's name, which let's let him have a career like that, please. Um, <laughs> do you have any other comps or maybe people who are close to what you think LaMelo Ball can do? I think maybe this is a cop-out answer, but I think LaMelo Ball is everything the Lakers wanted Lonzo Ball to be. Uh, I think that's that's the best way to put it. He's a really tall, really fast-paced, really good at passing point guard that can not, I mean, not necessarily going to be an elite defender, but is a really solid defender and will be able to shoot the three uh, at a solid clip. So I I think they're everything. I I think LaMelo Ball is college Lonzo Ball at an NBA level. Now that's interesting. That's in, did you watch a lot of uh, Lonzo Ball like pre NBA? I, I caught him in the tournament. I know he was he okay. was their leading scorer, their leading passer. He was just dominating everything over there, and that's what I can see Lamella doing at some point, uh, at least in terms of impacting winning for the Hornets. And I think if you look at the stats at the end of the season, you see the points per game is on the uh, side of Edwards. Edwards never missed a game that you might get the impression that Edwards led the pack during the whole season. And it's very important to know that before he went out with the wrist injury, LaMelo Ball was leading all rookies in assists, rebounds, points, basically the, the stats, the hard stats that matter. LaMelo Ball was on top of that before he came out of the injury. It reminds me a little bit of the 2017 rookie chase. Um, uh, Joel Embiid was out and out the best rookie. Everybody knew what future Joel Embiid was going to have. He was dominant when he was on the court. The issue was he was, wasn't on the court very much. Do you remember the 2017 rookie of the year? It's, it's okay. If you didn't, you would be forgiven. If you didn't, his name is Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Service, yes. <laughs> serviceable guard, serviceable guard. I'm not saying he's a he's a waste of space or anything like that, but he's no Joel Embiid. And I could definitely see us looking back at this 2021 Rookie of the Year chase and saying, Anthony Edwards, serviceable basketball player, maybe even a, a longtime starter with the Minnesota Timberwolves. But the fact that he got surpassed, that Lamelo Ball got surpassed by Anthony Edwards, simply be over 21 games. I think we were gonna we are gonna look back at that and think that's silly. A hundred percent. I mean, Joel Embiid was playing like an all star in those games he played. Granted, Malcolm Brogdon is still a really good player, but uh, yeah, no, it, it it'd be a bad call by the voters to give it to Anthony Edwards just because he's played longer when you can clearly see uh, how much better of a player Lamelo is right now. And I am usually the guy who's like, give it to the person who made it on the court. <laughs> you know, availability <laughs> is the best ability. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. I, I definitely want people to be available. But 21 games, to me, isn't that big of a gap. I know it's a short season. And when LaMelo is on the court, he means so much. His PER is 18 versus Anthony Edwards, 13. He means so much to this team and can make a huge impact and Anthony Edwards, although he can make a huge impact on the stats, he really hasn't been able to translate that into wins. Certainly not his fault in his rookie year, but I think you have to 
put that in your scales when you're weighing the two. What else do you want to cover, man? Is there a, a Tyrese Halliburton argument to be made? Um, do you want to <laughs> Sadiq Bay it up a little bit? What What other rookies do you think we should kind of touch on? I haven't seen uh, Jashan Tate in the on the Houston Rockets because Lord knows no one wants to watch a Houston Rockets <laughs> games nowadays. <laughs> I know there are a lot of really surprisingly good players on that bad Rockets team. Um, yep. Shout out to Christian Wood. Is there somebody else you want to shout out? Do you want to give yourself a, a 30 second on, on Pritchard? Uh, I'd rather give myself 30 seconds on Aaron Neesmith, who's playing really good basketball. But uh, I'll I'll subside from that for, for now. We can let keep me, the focus let, on everybody Real else. quick about Aaron Neesmith. We, <laughs> I was on a pod with John and Chase at the beginning of the year, and Neesmith was – sort of kind of my guy like like before we knew we had the third pick this was before the the lottery yeah he he had a a great three-point percentage and i am huge on players who can shoot from three it's the future of the nba you have to be able to stretch the floor and Mm. i know neesmith had a really bad injury in college have you seen him evolve in the season like do you think there's a future for neesmith on the celtics or even if he evolves as a starter? A hundred percent. The development of Aaron Neesmith, and I, I appreciate the little 30-second uh, interlude here. I'm getting to talk about my guy, but he's been killing it lately. 15-plus uh, and four out of his last six games. So he, he's playing really good basketball, shooting really well from three lately as well. I think the second half of the season, he's shooting up above 40%, uh, recently above 45%. So his numbers have really taken an increase. And the surprising part is he's really good on defense too. So he's a really good hustle guy. He dives everywhere. He's earned the nickname Crash with the other players. But uh, yeah, I- I'm I'm liking Neesmith as a whole. <laughs> All right, I had to cut Jack's mic because that was too much. Um, Celtics <laughs> talk. <laughs> no, just joking. We are at the end of the halftime of the Denver Hornets game. We're getting into the third quarter. Denver's getting a little bit of a lead. Look, this is going to be a better team. You're probably going to listen to this podcast and the Hornets have lost this game. However, I don't think it's going to make a big impact on the standings for the play-in game. But I do think that LaMelo Ball will have a good game and make an impact on that Rookie of the Year chase. He has been Jack Simone. I have been Zach Brown. And this has been The Stinger. Peace out.